You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Brigman. And on today's show, we have Mr. David Thompson with us. Uh, David is the uh, Chief Revenue Officer for Allbound, an awesome company. If you're in this partnering space, you've definitely heard of them, seen uh, some good content that they put out. But uh, David, thank you so much for carving out some time to chat with us. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm uh, happy to be here and always always happy to, to chat with you, Mark. I was going to say, David, uh, so Atlanta is your backyard and uh, you guys just uh, knocked out the World Series, man. So congratulations on that. That's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, I, you know, I was talking to you obviously before we, uh, before we went live just on, uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm going to be able to get, you know, get a full eight, seven, six hours of sleep moving, moving forward. Cause you know, I was, I was staying up for these. It's pretty brutal on the East coast. These games have started, you know, eight, eight fifteen, and you know, it's a four hour game ending at, you know, 1230 at night and having to wake up at, at six and, and get going. So that's been, uh, I, I feel uh, I feel very tired, um, but I'm, I'm super, super ecstatic. Atlanta is traditionally a, you know, pretty, pretty tough sports town in terms of championships. And I think our, our last one was the Braves in 95. So it's been 25 plus years. So it's good to uh, get to celebrate another, another championship. Yeah, so I'm here in the central time zone, so I, I can't yeah. complain or whine too much because uh, – I got to bed an hour before you did. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, most we have a, a lot of my teams in, in Phoenix, which is, you know, that, you know, those games started at 515, which is, which is great for them and at, you know, eight something. And, but, you know, it, it's tough being on the East Coast for some of these. They're, they're NBA games, playoff games that started, you know, past 10 o'clock. Uh, East, East Coast time. There's just no way to, you know, stay up and watch it. So. Yeah, brutal, brutal. Awesome. Well, David, I'd love to just, uh, you know, let's, let's share. Some some info about David and your background. You're the chief revenue officer now for Allbound, but uh, what was the what was the path that you took to get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and channel, I've been with Allbound actually two years on Friday. So, so Friday is my, my two year anniversary uh, with this with this awesome company. Um, but you know, just from a CRO in in general, um, out of uh, out of college, I, I uh, was marketing major and uh, went to James Madison University in Virginia and came immediately back down to Atlanta where I was, you know, where I was raised. It was just too cold for me. Couldn't take the winters anymore. Um, and had this marketing major, had no idea what I wanted to do. So a couple of my uh, buddies that went to uh, uh, graduated recently got a, a gig at this uh, sports bar. It was the only way to, you know, make some cash. And, and they're like, hey, it's a good opportunity to make a couple hundred dollars cash uh, and, you know, get out of you know, living with your parents, which I was doing for a number of months. And I was excited. To, that was really the, the thing that got, got me interested in, in making that move. So I did that and just started making some money. And then, they, you know, got tapped to manage uh, the sports bar. So, you know, I, I ended up doing that for about three years. And, you know, a lot of, frankly, a lot of lessons I learned from management kind of one-on-one came from that um, in terms of, you know, being a, being a real team player and kind of a, um, you know, working with a, a wide variety of, of personalities and, and things like that. So it was, a, it was a great opportunity, but, you know, after three years and looking to my future, I was like, you know, I'm, I don't want to be 40 years old, you know, working 12 hour shifts, five, six days a week. Um, so one of the, one of the people uh, that was the, 
uh, came into the bucket shop where, where I was working, um, the sports bar almost once a week was, um, was a SAS guy. So he was in SAS, he was a sales rep. So I was telling him about, you know, my future and career. And he's like, Hey, there's a SDR position available. Um, didn't even know what that was. I, I, frankly, I don't think it was called SDR at that point. It was just cold caller. So anyways, I, I jumped on that, that opportunity. So I started just you know, cold calling for a SAS company. Um, working with manufacturers. So I was co-calling manufacturers uh, at that time, trying to get them to uh, take a, take a demo. So I did that for, you know, probably about uh, close to a year. Uh, at that point, I moved into a CSM or account management position doing support, upsells, renewals, all that. And that led me to uh, account executive position at that same, same company. And then it led me into a, a company, uh, a switch companies called Winmo um, a little after that. And, and, you know, I learned, and was uh, involved with, you know, creating a kind of a, a new group and, and a new division and building that up and acquiring companies and, and you know, growing a, uh, the company to have offices in, in Atlanta, uh, New York and London and, and all that, you know, led me to different positions from sales management to VP to EVP um, and uh, eventually CRO. And, you know, I, I was there for close to 10 years and uh, I think that ninth year is when we sold the company to uh, private equity and, you know, stuck around for another 18 months and was looking for, I just had so much fun in that like growth phase of, of building, you know, going from, you know, a very small company and, and growing to a, a relatively large uh, size company. So when, when I was looking at my next opportunity, I, I was looking at, at just that and kind of serendipitously um, right before I started talking with Allbound, you know, the uh, CEO of, of the company, gave me a list of, of our, our partners, quote unquote, and it was a list of partner names and, and you know, the companies they work for and an email address. Some of them had an email address. And like, we need, you know, $250,000 from, from this, this list in, in the next, you know, six months or next year. Um, I didn't know what to do or, or where to start or, um, you know, because we weren't uh, a real tr channel driven company. It, it was 100% uh, direct. Um, so that's, you know, around the same time is, is when, you know, I started talking with uh, Daniel Rathford, who you know is the CEO of Allbound. And, you know, he started talking about the opportunity within PRM uh, and what, what a PRM is. And just based on, on you know, that happening and, and me getting that list of partners just, you know, a month prior, it just clicked and it made a lot of sense. And, and I saw like, this is the next, you know, CRM, you know, CRMs were created to solve the inefficiencies in sales 20 years ago. The uh, like hub spots of the world and marketing automation, you know, happened maybe 10 years after that for that same um, same issue. And, and now we're finally getting to the point in the last five years where, where we're trying to solve channel with with technologies and, and data driven uh, things and, and things like that. So um, that's what led me to, to Allbound. And it's been, a, you know, definitely a, a wild ride uh, since with just a ton of growth. We're adding new people all the time. We're. You know, we uh, we built up since I've been here an incredible EMEA team uh, located in, in London, just outside of London. And so we, we're really uh, hitting hitting Europe hard and, and continued its exponential growth in, in the U.S. So it's just been it's been uh, busy, but uh, a lot of fun. So I, that was probably a long drawn out story of how I how I got here. Um, but uh yeah, it, it's been a it's been a great ride, and and uh, I'm looking forward to 2022 and and all that. No, that's awesome, man. I think uh, yeah, just like you mentioned, the, the the whole tech space is 
I mean, just really kind of blowing up everywhere, but definitely in this partnering space, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the world of partnering is, I, I think it's still 95% art, but it should be 95% science. It's the, the process is a hell of a lot more predictable than what we give it credit for or, or, what, or what we actually execute against. Uh, still a lot of gut feels uh, when there actually is data that's out there that's available. Uh, we just need uh, great companies like Allbound to, to really illuminate that for us and uh, stop guessing, stop uh, just trusting the gut and start looking at the numbers and, and drive the business as, as a science. As you mentioned, you know, the, the CRMs of you know, the, the 2020 or the, the 2000s and, and really you know, turning sales into a science and then a decade later turning marketing into a science uh, now is the time to, to turn partnering into a science. Definitely couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. David, can you share a little bit more about uh, about Allbound and just kind of you know what's what you guys a little bit of the evolution of the business? How is it how is it morphed and changed? If it's like any other company, uh, it's not a straight line. Uh, what what is that? What what has that been like for Allbound? Yeah, I mean, I you know I, I can't speak to a whole heck of a lot before uh, before I got here two years ago, but uh, you know I. I know one of the biggest transformational, um, you know, hires was obviously getting getting uh, Daniel Raff Radford on as, as CEO uh, about about three years ago, and he's he's a guy that has just tons of expertise in, in channel, you know, taken channel at, at some companies and, and grown it from zero to you know nine figures, hundred million plus, and and so ha- having like someone like that with that experience to come in and and you know take a a hard look at, at Allbound and, and what we want to be and, and what, you know, PRM is going to be uh, moving forward has been, um, has been huge for, for the company. So uh, he obviously brought, brought me in. He, he was the first hire in Atlanta. I was the second. And uh, now we're, we're headquartered in Atlanta. We've got a large team uh, here in Atlanta and, and we're, we're fully remote uh, as well, which I, I think is one of the, one of the advantages is that 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 we have as a as a company. I know a lot of companies are trying to draw their their people back in, and we have co working spaces in, in in different areas as well to to loop up because that's that's important. Um, but uh, yeah, so so the evolution was you know in from my understanding in the infancy it was you know we, it spun out like many other SaaS companies uh, from more professional development work, so working with big customers to uh, put the big very, very complex you know, um, PRMs in, in place and, and then, you know, slowly moved into more of a, more of a SaaS uh, model. So, you know, really, really our, our focus over the last two years has been on engagement and to what you were just talking about, Mark, the, the data and, and getting more data driven because, you know, I, I think a while and, and some companies still look, obviously the, the key metric that everyone is trying to do is increase their channel revenue in, in bookings, right? Everyone's trying to do that. That's, that's the goal. But, you know, how do you get there? And, and you know, a lot of people look at, obviously, that's a, a lagging indicator. A lot of people look at the, the leading indicator being, you know, pipeline and, and deal reg and, and really focus on that. And, you know, some, some companies do a good job of, 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 you know, looking into the data as it relates to that, what sales cycle look like, what's ACB. Some people don't have access to that. A lot of channels will run, as, as you probably know, on, on spreadsheets and via email and, and Gmail and, and things like that. But one of the things we're really focused on as a company is, is, is you know, understanding that, you know, uh, deal reg and, and reg, you know, deals are, leads are, are a, um, 
uh, a leading indicator of, of that revenue. What what is the leading indicator of a pipeline in, in deal reg? What does that look like? So that that starts from once you welcome a new partner on board, what are the important KPIs that that you need to you need to see to ensure that that partner is engaged? Because you know, and this is a lot of SaaS companies overall, but specifically true in, in channel that you know if you don't see that that activity in in the first two three weeks from a from a partner, the data tells you, you know, they're probably not going to work out, and they're probably not going to be a, a really engaged partner, and and that happens relatively quickly. So, what are those kind of key metrics and key K- KPIs that that you need to see? So, one one of the things we've been doing, and, and we already offer to our, our customers, is, is something called Channel Insights. So, we give a lot of data and analytics to our, our customers, so they have a really good idea of what's going on with their uh, with their partners. So that that it, like I was talking about before, from you know ACV to sales cycles to you know the the actual down to the the reps and who's doing what, what what content are they engaging with? So of of all your content you have in in uh, in the kind of marketing repository, what what are the what are those partners engaging with? Uh, and more importantly, you can look at what are your most successful partners engaging with. So so you can create kind of a, a workbook or a playbook, and you can replicate that uh, across the board uh, to to new partners coming in. So my most successful partners are doing X, Y, and Z in the portal. So you want to encourage that, that same, same behavior. The opposite is also true, right? You want to, you want to identify those partners that are not engaged at all. So you can spend your, your time and allocate time, energy, and effort to those that are really engaged and and get the most out of them. You know, one of my my favorite stories from Allbound customer is, uh, is a company you you might've heard of called UiPath. So it's, um, they do a lot of, you know, robotics and it, it's a very complex sale. So they, they started all bound with, uh, I think it was about 105 partners. So with, with channel insights o- over the you know course of six plus months, they were able to get some pretty interesting analytics that they're the partners that they have in their engagement uh, with them. So they identified that it, roughly half of those partners just were, were not engaged with them at all. Um, kind of a, a waste of their time. So what they did is they just dump, dump half of those, you know, put all their effort towards these, you know, 50 some odd partners that were really engaged and then create that playbook of, of success that they could replicate moving forward. So they did that. They, re, you know, reduced their partners by 50%. They saw their uh, channel revenue grow by over, over 2X uh, during that time. And, and now they're back up to, you know, 350 plus, uh, partners, if not more, but those partners are are truly engaged partners um, because they they figured out that that roadmap. Man, that uh, is so. uh, that 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 resonates so well with me because a, a lot of the work that we do is working with companies to help them kind of clean up a mess. Right? the 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 strategy seems to be we're going to go get the biggest net we can. We're going to cast this big net. Anybody that will sign, uh, you know, a channel deal with us, we're going to sign them up, and that's really a strategy of hope. It's it's not a strategy of of execution and, and really kind of getting things done. Uh, one of the things that that we highly recommend is having uh, what we call first ninety days. All right, first ninety days plan to really make sure that you get off on a good foot. And we always hear about, you know, it's about engagement, engagement, engagement of, of new partners, but 
what does that really mean? And I know that the, your team did a, an awesome study and put uh, some information out recently. I'd love for you just to kind of share some of those statistics and some of those insights that you guys came up with. Yeah. So, uh, if, you know, obviously we, we looked at and, and we aggregate data from Channel Insights ac across the board. So we're looking at our hundreds upon hundreds of, of our customers and then, you know, thousands upon thousands of their partners and then tens, if not hundreds of thousands of the individual reps. So, um, you, you know, we're, we're just in the infancy of, of kind of collecting and, and, and um, getting, getting this data. But, you know, some of the things that maybe are surprising, maybe not so surprising is that, you know, we found that, you know, partners who uh, sign into the partner portal at least 10 times um, are close to 600% more likely to engage with the portal after 12 weeks than those that have visited just five. So it, it, it it might not seem like a, a big difference, but that 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 ten is kind of a, a magic number. So that that's pretty obvious. The more you're you're engaging with the portal, um, you know, the more success that you're going to have. The longer you're going to be there, the more deals you're going to register, et cetera. Um, another thing we found that was pretty interesting is that, you know, we have uh, our partners, um, vendors, partners have the ability to go in and, and co-brand content, and we find those partners that do that uh, a minimum of three times uh, also lead to a lot more longevity and a lot more, you know, opportunities uh, being, being provided to that. So that was, uh, that was interesting. And then, um, you know, I, one of the things we, um, we have as well as prospect pages. So what that means is that one of our, our vendors uh, partners can go in and create kind of a, a dynamic URL uh, and you can create a video, you can, you can add assets to it. My, my, the sales team at Allbound actually leverages it all the time. So after talking with a, you know, a, a prospect for Allbound, they'll go in and, and create this dynamic URL, have a video in place, uh, you know, put those assets in there and, and pieces of collateral and, and send out. And then, then you can also track the activity uh, within that as, as well. So it's, it's really interesting. And as you uh, may or may not be surprised, those that actually leverage that and have used that at least uh, two times, there, there's a, a significant uh, difference in, in those individuals that, um, you know, stay on board as a, as a partner and are engaged in, in our, you know, creating more of those, those opportunities. Um, so that was, you know, pretty, some pretty interesting insights. And now with those insights, you, you kind of know how, whether you're using Allbound or a different PRM, how to, how to kind of gamify it and, you know, where you need to focus your time and attention on, you know, training or onboarding or, or trying to incentivize your, your partners to, to do. Um, so we, we found that that's a, a really big factor in, in terms of engagement uh, across the board. David, in addition to those pieces, are there, are there other ways that you found that's, that's, that's good to help partners kind of get started? I mean, everything that we're hearing is, um, you know, just jump on board with your partner help them through the first couple sales, even though it's going to be um, a, a solid, you know, it's going to be a use of your resources. It's going to kind of slow you down, but sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. And I mean, just, I mean, we work with kind of the aftermath of a lot of different programs, which is the majority of the programs. They get two, three, four, five years into this thing and they just kind of wing it. And they're like, man, we have created a freaking mess, you know, just help us put 
some solid processes in place. We just need to redo this thing. Uh, you know, but we want people to do it right the first time. Um, you know, in addition to the pieces that you've mentioned before, what are just kind of some of the more either kind of philosophical procedural ways that, that we can truly team up and make sure that we're getting our partners off to, to a great foot? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of ways to doing that, but um, maybe not to address that, that question directly. But, um, you know, what I think is important is, is figuring out, you know, that, that engagement. Off. So, so you want to know as, as soon as there might be discord or disengagement or, or something like that, you, you need to action quick, right? Because, because you're losing, losing that partner. And that can happen right out of the gate, like you, like you mentioned, or, or, or down the road. So, you know, one of the things that we've been really focused on from a feature perspective and, and enhancing quite, quite a, a lot recently is something called partner, partner journey automation, which automates some of the interaction between our, our, our vendors and, their, uh, and our customers and, and their partners. So what that can do is, for example, you, let's say you have a onboarding process, you set up, uh, you know, some, some training, a, a quiz within the PRM because, you know, there are certain certain things you want the uh, the partners to know and, and, and go through. Um, you know, knowing that you know the engagement happens, the disengagement happens pretty pretty quickly within a few weeks. You can set up you know automated messages that, that go to you know that that partner is a reminder. It goes to the CSM from our customer that they need to they need to call, they need to reach out. You know, something something's not you know this partner hasn't engaged with the portal yet. Something might be going on. So this those kind of indicators. So it's, it's one thing to have the data after the fact to be like, oh, that partner's no longer engaged because they didn't do X, Y, Z. Like, that's okay, right? That gives you some insights, but how do you prevent that fr from happening? And, and partner journey automation, which, um, which I, I think I, I mentioned to you before is, is something that can, that can do that. And, and it also, you know, one of the, the things they can also do um, that we just you know, recently enhanced and added is let's say you have a, a you know a, a tech partner is a pretty complex sale and, and they register a, a deal with you. Well, that can automatically uh, create a Slack channel between you and your partner to start start dialogue and start having that that conversation. Um, so there, there are certain triggers that you know it's either something that happens that's positive, like they completed you know um, onboarding or, or they you know, completed a deal reg and you want to automatically create an account or something that's not happening that is concerning from an engagement perspective. So, you know, I, I think one of the things about having this, this data is now our customers um, or, or customers of PRM in general can, can really know what to focus in on and hone in on, um, you know, to, to make sure their, their partners are engaged and, and really focusing on, you know, what we were talking about before, those, those leading indicators uh, that lead to more more registered deals, which lead to more revenue. So, yeah, I think that's some some great insights, and absolutely so true. I think as business leaders, as partnering leaders, we tend to get fixated on on the outcome. What is what is just the goal? Uh, but that's a lagging indicator. There's that only tells you if you won or lost. What we need to do is is put more time, attention, focus, again, and invest in great tools like Allbound and others where we can get these leading indicators. So we have some levers to pull. We have some, some accelerators that we can hit 
uh, to help us accomplish our goals, not just know if we hit them or not. But uh, great, great insights there. Uh, David, one last question before we let you go, and that is, man, I'd love for you to, to go back and speak to your 21-year-old self. What kind of advice, now that, uh, now that you're full of wisdom, what, uh, what kind of advice would you give to that 21-year-old coming out of school? You know, um, <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, I, I think there are, as a 21-year-old, I, you know, it was, uh, it, I think it's a difficult time for a lot of, of people. You know, I, I was, uh, you know, even as I was mentioning my kind of career path, I was, I, was, I didn't know what I, I wanted to do um, for, for the longest time. And, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything I would do differently. I, I think I, where I ended up is a, is a great spot. I, I think there are, you know, a lot of hurdles and, you know, a lot of, a lot of challenges that I, I had, but every single one of those made me the kind of the person I am today and, and made me get to where I am. So I, th- I think without those, you know, without those challenges or uh, anything like that, I, um, it would be. I would be in a very different spot. So, you know, I, I wouldn't tell myself anything if, if that's uh, maybe a unique answer, but I, I would, you know. Just go do I, your I thing, just, right? Just, just go do, do your thing, thing and, embrace the challenges. And, and embrace <laughs> the challenges, make those mistakes, you know, learn from them um, and, and don't don't worry about the, uh, you know, the, the past too much. Yeah, man, I, I love that. I uh, Call it a mistake, call it a failure if you want, but I think if you learn from it, it's, it's going to make you better in the future. So to your point, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's good for us to stub our toe. I mean, that, that's how we learn. And uh, so that's awesome advice. Dave, thank you so much for, uh, for spending some time with us, for sharing insights. Keep up the great work there at Allbound, and it'll be fun uh, watching your team continue to, to grow the business. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Mark, and uh, certainly enjoy having you as a, a partner of ours. Partnernomics podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics podcast, visit partnernomics.com.